Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. And uh, ball cap, or no, uh, uh, what do you got, a skull cap going on this morning there, Mark? Yeah, it's a little cold out there, Lou. I'm, I'm, I'm still warming up. Great to be here. Great to uh, hear you as always. Thank you for having me, by the way. How's married life treating you? Oh, so well, Lou. I mean, every day is blissful. I wake up and I just uh, I pinch myself, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some interview with... Uh, good morning, Don. How good morning. Good morning, Lou. Good I morning, saw some Mark. interview with uh, Shaquille O'Neal, um, and... Uh, and uh, he was, it was some interview show, and uh, she said, uh, so Shaq, you know, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? And he gets a smile on his face, and he says, I turn over, I look at my wife, and say, you okay? You know, because he's, so, <laughs> he's so big, like he rolled over on her in the middle of the night. He goes, I'm just kidding, America, I'm just kidding, you know. <laughs> Talk about a guy that has uh, completely reinvented himself and... Uh, just does like his personality is amazing. Shaq's the greatest. I've been fortunate to interview him a dozen times through. Really? Diff- he, yeah. He's well. He's was always promoting something. And right when I was working at Fansided, he was come. He would be coming through the general, which was uh the first. Oh, right. The uh, auto insurance. stuff. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. They insured him when he was a, in college at LSU, and he's kept him. You know, all these years and a million other icy hot and Papa John's. He's got them all. But he always something to say and, and always fun. And, you know, what would want to talk to whoever else was on the Zoom, not me, who he had never seen, and say hello and introduce himself. And That's so great. Isn't it? That's so great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just fun. I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear that. And uh, uh, it was just really funny. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today is our cool product show. We're going to be featuring throughout our show this morning um, some cool products that I think that you'll find uh, will help you uh, live better in your home, help you be more comfortable. We've got a bunch of different stories coming up this morning, but I do want to get to as many calls as possible. But you know how we start our show is uh, we do it by you don't call us, we call you, and um, and that's what happens, right? So I got this big wheel, and we spin the big wheel, and we find out who we're going to talk with. And uh, you can send us a text message at 857-5574-LOU, or you can leave us a voicemail message. And it stops there, and we're going to talk. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to get the number here. We're going to talk to uh, Dawn, who's in uh, Rochester, Wisconsin. You think she went to a um, fish fry last night? Well, we'll ask her, right? All right. Don't call us. We'll call you. How are you? I am fabulous. How are you? Oh, I'm so, I'm I'm so happy to be speaking with you this morning. Tell me where is Rochester, Wisconsin? It is it's just north of Burlington. Oh, so sure. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, east of Lake Geneva. Oh, yeah, I know exactly where that is. There's a uh, Yep. Yeah, that's a beautiful oh, that's beautiful up there. I actually yeah, think that I actually think that when I when I uh, moved our daughter Mallory down to uh, New Orleans, I rented a U-Haul in Rochester, Wisconsin, a trailer. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Well, how may I help you this morning? Okay, we live on a very small lake, okay. and the foot the footprint of our lake house 
is now our kitchen, which is 20 by 20. It's enormous. It's beautiful. Before we moved in, they added a 17 by 16 living room that's connected to the kitchen. My husband then put on an addition of three bedrooms and a bathroom. So the main um, bedroom is 12 by 19. Um, The two bedrooms are each 12 by 12, and then there's like a 12 by 7 bathroom. I'm not sure who the inspector was, but there is not a single cold air return in the new part of the house. No way. Yeah, so it's about 5 to 8 degrees cooler in that part of the house. How expensive would it be to put a, a cool air return in now? And you're on a, are you on a slab or you have a basement? No, we have a basement. Okay, and so, hmm. well, here's what I would tell you. Um, and, and, and so that area of the home, uh, Dawn, the whole area of the home the, is just not right, doesn't feel right. Correct. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, you could ask. Uh, the the biggest thing is well be, the reason is it all depends on it all depends on the makeup of the ductwork and how it's all going to work right in other words um, we've got an ex- to to extend the uh, cold air return it's probably to do it right would be a trunk line and how many rooms did you say are in that part of the house three yeah I mean you know to do it right I'd put one in every room not just one big giant one. Um, oh, because we only have one big giant one in the the rest of the house. Okay, all right. Well, that's not the end. Of, just big giant ones are not the most efficient. So anyway, I'm j- I'm just going to make this up. Okay, so um, let's just say that they could run that return air and cut it in and not make a huge mess, and maybe they could do it for a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars. Okay, I'm I'm guessing, but I bet it could be something like that. Um. Is that going to, for sure, change the makeup of how that room feels? Not for sure, right? So I would hate to see you spend the fifteen hundred bucks and then have it not work. Right. If you spend three thousand, maybe thirty five hundred, and put in a split system or a ductless system that has its it's its own heating and cooling source for that part of the house. That will make the difference for sure. Right. And I've heard you mention like Mitsubishi before as right. a brand. Right. It's a very good brand. And, you know, um, you could certainly talk to the HVAC folks and, you know, like, have you had a contractor come out or no? I, I have not. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Let's start with a really good HVAC contractor that can come take a look at this, and I suppose not the one that did the work originally, right? Yeah. Because they're going to come and say, oh, lady, you don't need that return. Well, you do. And um, and uh, one other thing, too, this section of the house, the furthest away from the furnace? Of course. Yeah. I'm I'm leaning towards you putting in a split system. Because even if you make okay. that, even if you make that return error, I'll tell you what. You know what you could try as a test. 
Um, these three rooms, is the, is it all open or is there some kind of hallway? No, there's a hallway to them and then they all go off the hallway. Okay, so here's what I want you to do as a test. Do you have a box fan? Yep, my husband does that every year. In the summer? No, in the winter. Where does he put it? He puts it right at the entrance to the hallway and he blows air down the hallway towards the three bedrooms. Okay, this is what I want you to do. I want him to do the exact opposite. Put the fan at the oh. other end of the hallway. He's a smart guy, that husband of yours. What's his name? Uh, Jerry. Jerry's a smart guy. I want him to put the fan at the other end of the hallway, about a foot or so off of the wall, the back wall, and put it on low and blow it down the hallway to create oh. a mechanical return air. Okay. Right, so you got the heat registers in those rooms. Probably don't have a heat yep. register. You probably do not have a heat register in the hallway, correct? Correct. Okay, so put that fan on low in there. It'll feel a little weird when you walk down the hallway. You're like, why am I getting this blowing the air? But I want to see if it creates a mechanical, if, the, if that improves and you give that 24-hour, 48 hours, I mean, quite frankly, with how cold it is right now, you're going to know pretty quick. But um, if that works, then adding an additional cold air return will work. If it doesn't, you're putting in a split system. Okay. Well, thank you so very much. Really nice talking to you. Thanks so much for letting us call you. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Don. Have a great day. 857-557-4. Lou is our phone number. 857-557-4568. in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. This is Mary calling in from Chicago. Hi, Mary. You're on House March Radio. Good morning. Hi, morning. Um, I just had a sidewalk and a patio poured last April, and I what can I use on it this summer, this winter? Um, okay, what I want you not to use is rock salt. And when you go to the hardware store or the um, home center, I want you to buy either calcium chloride or potassium chloride, and don't go crazy with it. Meaning, the biggest mistake that everybody makes when we get a lot of uh, ice and snow is that they put a lot of it down. You really don't need a lot. That material has residual value. So the first time you use it, you may see that your concrete absorbs it uh, pretty quickly. But after a couple of times, you'll notice that, wow, I don't need to put as much on there. And if for some reason, Mary, you end up with a pile of it somewhere, take a broom and brush that off. Because it's that concentrated uh, pile of ice melt that, even if it's potassium chloride or calcium chloride, like I'm recommending, if it sits there, that's what's going to deteriorate the uh, concrete for you. And uh, you want to be very careful about that. So... Those are the two that I would use. Just don't overuse it. And um, just remember, you want to make sure you're using some kind of ice melt because when it gets slippery, you know, you don't want to hurt yourself falling down on your rear end. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574-LU. Uh, I, I got a, uh, I know Donna. Stand Don, you standing by there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was... Uh, so I have this friend of mine, um, I was trying to create some levity. 
Uh, I'm going to see if, if uh, you guys get my joke. I know it's early in the morning, but <laughs> I had this not. friend of mine who had this medical procedure this week, and, and there's a whole group of us, and we're all very nervous about and everything's fine. He's fine. Uh, he's home. He's doing great, you know, That's and good. there was like these text chains going back and forth, you know, and his family was going with him to the hospital, and these were going back and forth, and you, I could just, you know, everybody was, this is a very good friend of mine. And, you know, he and I share uh, uh, kind of the same sense of humor. And so I'm trying to, like, lighten stuff up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, these texts are going back and forth and something about hospital. And I go, well, speaking of hospitals, I go, um, I was, uh, I go, Mary Beth and I last night were um, playing Scrabble. You know, we got home last night uh, and we were playing Scrabble and we ended up leaving the game out Mm. and... um, in in the middle of the night, our dog Bruno started coughing like crazy while I came running downstairs, and I saw that he ate oh, no. like 10 of the tiles, <laughs> right? He's coughing, he's coughing, so I brush him in the car, I take him to the animal hospital, and he's still there. Oh. No word yet. Oh, no word yet. There and we go. And nobody got it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> nobody got it. All of a sudden, all these text messages go, oh, my gosh, is Bruno okay? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. You know, they're going on and on about Bruno's okay. And I'm going, and the only guy that I really wanted to make laugh, the guy that was going through the uh, the procedure, mm-hmm. he goes, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, Well, that's a win then. That's a win. So it was a win. It. Everybody nice. else is like. He's still there. No word yet. <laughs> Tough crowd. Tough crowd in the, in the group text chains. But no, that's Six, a good joke. 6.31 in the morning. Time now for WGN Radio News. Maybe you didn't know that would be helpful as you live in your home and try and uh, get the best bang for your buck and uh, be as comfortable as possible. And talk, talking about comfort, uh, well, we thought we'd talk to somebody about that. GNR Heating and Air. Joining me on the phone line right now is Scott Brown, who is the comfort specialist over there. Scott, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about GNR Heating and Air. GNR Heating and Air is uh, obviously we're a residential heating and cooling company, uh, family-owned business. Uh, they've been around for about 10 years now, and I'm excited to be working for them. And you're, um, you're uh, kind of a full-service shop uh, doing uh, new installations and service and, and the, those types of, uh, uh, you know, services to homeowners? That's correct. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about heat pumps. Uh, I think that's a a term that people are hearing, and they may be a little confused by it. Can you give us a little 411 about that cool new product? Absolutely, Lou. So in our industry, um, a heat pump uh, was mainly used down south because what a heat pump does is it, it it's, it's like an air conditioner, uh, but with the option of actually introducing heat into the home during during heating season. So it does so by by use of an inverter, and uh, typically in our industry in the past, you know, these systems were only good down to 30 or 40 degrees. So we would see them a lot down, you know, down south in Tennessee and Florida and that and that type of area. Right. But the industry has shifted. We've had a lot of new technologies that come around that are allowing us to now uh, utilize these heat pumps here in our area here in the Midwest 
and they're good down to 15 degrees. So they mm. can actually heat your house using electricity, uh, you know, instead of using our super expensive natural gas. And you know, our, our natural gas. No, no, and 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 the the technology right with these heat pumps as to how uh, you know the, the the actual mechanics of it is different as well. Correct. That is correct. Yes. Most people think that an air conditioner pumps in cold air into the house when it's actually doing the opposite. It's removing heat and humidity from the home. So it's doing so by a, an evaporator coil that the heat is transferred out of the house to the outside condensing units. That's why, Lou, when you hold your fan over, you hold your hand over the fan outside, that's all warm air coming out of your house. Right. So what a heat pump does is it's actually, there's a, an inverter or a switch on the internal uh, component of the unit that takes the outside air, compresses it, transfers it into heat that goes back down to the system by the furnace, above the furnace with the coil, and, and actually makes the air going across that coil warm, so we can actually use it for backup heat. One of the things that, uh, you know, I, I've, I've kind of started to beat the drum a little about heat pumps, and, you know, I've, I've said that, look, if I'm going to build a house, if I was building a brand new house today, I would probably put in, you know, these heat pumps and, and use this because it's so efficient. And, uh, you know, somebody says, well, but it's all electric. And, you know, what happens if the electricity goes out? You know, you don't have any heat. And you know, what what I remind people is that even your gas-fired furnace, if there's no electricity, you don't have any heat because the furnace <laughs> still uses electricity. That's correct. Right. That's correct. Right. You know, and the, the nice part about a heat pump is you get a longer season for your investment. On the shoulder seasons, you know, like around temperatures like today, it's our furnaces are in full swing. They're using 100% of their energy to turn on and turn off, 100% of their energy to turn on and then they turn off. It's not necessary to have that much energy being used mm. during the shoulder season. So the heat pump's going to actually work instead of the gas-powered furnace. Mm. And, you know, gas last year was... Um, 62 cents a therm, I believe, and now it's a dollar fifty-seven. I believe wow. is the latest of what I saw, wow. and it's just on the rise. So, lots of money to be saved. Uh, you know, we're going to be conserving a lot of energy, and uh, you know, the other thing too is that the government's offering some fantastic rebates and and tax credits too. So, yeah, w- what about that? Like, it, it, what about the cost? Um, you know, installing something like this versus a traditional system, are they comparable? Is it, is it a, a bigger investment up front and you, you know, it, you'll, you'll reap it, you know, long term? I mean, what, what, what's your feeling on that? So the, the, the cost associated, it's just like with any other heating and cooling system, you know, you, you can spend as much as $30,000 for the fanciest equipment all the way down to, you know, five or $6,000 for a single piece of equipment in our industry. Uh, but most people find happiness somewhere in between when they're trying to replace the full system uh, that's going to be energy efficient. Now, heat pumps are a little bit more expensive, uh, but the benefits are seen right away. You start paying for itself right away. Hmm. So, you know, you're definitely, you're definitely saving a ton of money off the bat uh, by the rebates, and you're saving so much money on your gas usage during the shoulder seasons. You know, it's uh, it's nice to hear, you know, a lot of this new technology, and you mentioned when we first started, right, this was very popular, 
in the in the southern climates because they didn't get the cold weather and and i i know that initially several years ago eh, maybe like 10 years ago they were trying to get this stuff up here but most heating and cooling the 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 people on the street like the gnr heating and air people are going it this isn't ready yet this isn't ready and it's nice to hear that the the companies on the front lines installing this who are then gonna you know hear from customers when it doesn't work are behind this technology and promoting it, and it really is a a new way for people to save money and to be comfortable. It is. It's fantastic, you know. And and you know, with people who are really trying to save save some money and go green, uh, the system works fantastic for people who have solar panels. Mm. That way, they're they're not uh, you know they're not going to be reliant on the electricity. So right. it's it's a it's a big money saver. It's kind of where where the future is going. And we're super excited to be on the forefront of this technology. I've been training for, for quite some time, been in the industry for 12 years. And, uh, you know, the, this new technology is, is really, it, it's, we're selling a lot of these units in our area here in Chicagoland. That's and great. people are loving them. That's great. Scott Brown is the comfort specialist over at GNR Heating and Air on the forefront of new technology for your home. Uh, Scott, if people want to get a hold of GNR Heating and Air, how do they do it? Best way would be to go to our website, uh, or you can uh, you can give us a call. Um, you know, I would say the best way to, to get a hold of us would be through the website. GRHeatingCooling.com. GRHeatingCooling.com is the website, and you'll find all the information about this company that's going to help keep you comfortable. Scott, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, Luke. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. Pick up the phone, give us a call. Don't go away. We'll be right back. All of you listening, I hope that you're finding it helpful, and um, I know I am. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Joining me on the phone line right now is the owner-inventor and president of Midwest Innovative Products of the product called the Rhino Cart. Brian Nooner. Brian, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. All right, I'm going to start. I'm going to start uh, this conversation because I am a Rhino Cart user and believer, and I'm going to tell you my Rhino Cart story. Are you ready? Awesome. Yes. I was. I installed a backup generator at our home, and because I have a couple of screws loose in my head. On the day that I decided to move it into position down this uh, hill and off to the side of the home, I was by myself. Now, I don't recommend anything I'm about to say to anybody, but I brought my rhino cart and I took the backup generator that I believe weighed about 650 pounds. And I was able to, uh, through a lot of hard work, and I think my back is still sore, and this is from a year ago, I got it onto the rhino cart, and by myself, I was able to push the rhino cart across the driveway, onto the grass, down the pathway to where I had poured a concrete uh, slab to accept the uh, generator, and put it all in position, all by myself. Well, all by myself, and the help of the rhino cart. That's a good story. Well, that's a great story. That's Only a good one story. problem. What? We should have filmed it. 
<laughs> well, I was, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was no small feat, but it, it was one of those things where, honest to goodness, the, the, the cart is still in my garage and I, and I go, I walk by it, I'm going, and I look at that thing and, you know, literally when I, I remember when I hung it back up on the wall, I said, attaboy, this is what this, this thing really, really does work. And, and one of the things is, I believe uh, at the time the thing was good for like fifteen hundred pounds, but since then you've uh, upgraded it and it holds even more. It does. We spent the last year with um, independent labs testing the Rhino cart, and so we've now recently just upgraded the capacity from fifteen hundred pounds to two thousand pounds, which is one ton. Wow! But get this, Lou: the product only weighs eight pounds. Yeah, so I want you. I want you to. De- I want you to describe it because I mean, obviously, I, I know what it looks like. It's hanging in my garage, but it's kind of this unique product in how it's designed. It's like expandable, but it's rugged and it doesn't weigh anything, and you can't even imagine how it can carry all this weight. Yes, it's highly engineered, but it's simple. So one thing you find out in life is. The simpler things are, the more highly engineered they are. So we specifically engineered this to solve the problem of moving items, very heavy items, very bulky items, um, around the house, around the garage, around the warehouse, um, wherever you need to move things, and to have one cart that is adjustable from 6 inches all the way out to 48 inches. Mm. And... This thing can, and you can actually go bigger than that because you can pull the skates totally apart and put them on two sides. Let's say maybe a a long couch or some long wood or oh, something like that. Right. You can pull them completely apart, and it is just um, it, it's just a uh, highly engineered, and it works great. You can bring in a refrigerator into your home across wood floors because the Wheels on it do not mark, and they don't scratch anything. You can move it right into place, and you can turn it on a dime 180 degrees yeah. and move that refrigerator or appliance or whatever you might have, a gun safe, etc., cetera, uh, right into location. Yeah, you, you, so, liter- you literally could put something on there when it's, when it's all, you know, once you have the, the card in position, and you can twirl it like a top, depending on what it is, and it can be, as you mentioned now, something that weighs as much as a ton. Correct. It, it, yeah. And, you know, once you get that product on there, and there's a lot of different ways to get it on there, uh, to get the product, whatever you're, you know, moving onto the rhino cart. And, but once you get it on there, you can literally push a ton around with one finger mm. on a flat surface, on a flat, smooth surface, because it is just so easy with the with the bearings and the axles that we have on this, it's um, it just really makes everything uh, smooth and easy for the uh, user. So the you you call them the skates on the side, right? Those are the things that have the wheels connected to it. It's almost like an angle iron, right? There's a a bottom leg and a top leg where you could put it. You know, to use the example of a, like a refrigerator, where you would slide it in there and and then. The the rods that connect the skates in that application, you just fit it right in, and then do you strap the uh, refrigerator to the Rhino cart? Do you have to, or or is it just good like that? 
You don't have to. Uh, there are um, holes in the uh, locations uh, built into the rhino part where you can put straps if that makes you, you more comfortable. But right. to tell you the truth, we move a lot of uh, materials in our home building um, business. We just simply tilt the refrigerator back. We take our foot, slide the rhino con underneath it, and you get to that about the midway point, and boom, it goes right on it, and you can move it around. Yeah. So... But if you want to, you can you can uh, strap it for sure. My gosh, this is an awesome gift idea for uh, you know anybody that likes to do work around their home or even a professional. To, I mean, the fact that it's so lightweight. My gosh, this is something you could keep in the back of your pickup truck and have it when you need it and heavy duty. And now the fact that it can move almost two thousand pounds—that's amazing. Made in the USA. Uh, where is the Rhino Cart uh, available, Brian? Uh, go to Amazon.com and you can you can order it and have it delivered um, with your with your Prime or wh- however whatever kind of member you are on Amazon and it'll come right to your door very yeah. quickly. Yeah, you like Amazon. To s- you like to say moving just got easier. I love that. Brian Nooner is the president, owner, and inventor of the Rhino Cart, and he's the president over at Midwest Innovative Products. Check out the Rhino Cart. You can see their website, which is rhinocart.com. Brian, thanks so much uh, for joining us this morning on House Smarts Radio. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Lou, thank you. Listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We'll take a quick break. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Good morning, Lou. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. So my question has to do with basement insulation. We're in uh, just beginning the process of planning our um, some refinishing in the basement, and there I've had discussions with the uh, contractor as to how to go about the insulation and vapor barrier, no vapor barrier, and stuff like that. And I uh, wanted to get your opinion on that. And also, on um, I need to have the, all the framing lumber delivered, and I thought I'd have it delivered well in advance so it could acclimate to the basement. But I was concerned about that lumber twisting and warping as it dries out. And if that would, if I'm just creating a problem there. So. Well, I mean, the okay, couple things. Uh, so your your current basement is unfinished. It is unfinished. It is relatively dry. Right. A um, couple of months out of the summer, we run a dehumidifier that keeps it all pretty at about 53% humidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't have any known moisture problems. And, and you have what? Concrete walls, block walls? What do you have? Oh, yeah. Uh, concrete walls. Okay. And, and um, um, actually, the walls were painted before we bought the house, and there's no evidence of any. Latex paint peeling off okay. because of moisture problems okay. and any of that type of stuff. So this is my, uh, on, on kind of my secret sauce when it comes to remodeling basements, this is what I do. Um, you're going to frame those walls, you know, in front of the concrete, and you're going to pull the framing a good inch or so in so there's a gap, right? Okay. Because, you know, the walls probably aren't dead uh, plum, and you know you just got to angle it, but you do want a little bit of a gap between that bottom plate and then what ultimately would be the top plate and that concrete wall, and then just have the contractors do craft faced insulation. That's the one with the paper, which is a built-in vapor barrier. 
But what I don't want is I don't want the insulation touching the concrete wall. Okay? So, I mean, it may touch a little bit. You know, it'll expand. But in other words, you don't want it jammed in there tight. You do want a little bit of an air gap because the the vapor barrier is going to be important from a standpoint of you heating and or cooling the now finished space. And we don't want that vapor coming into that space. But if there's any vapor that comes from the wall on the outside, we want a little bit of airflow back there, just natural airflow, to allow that to dry out. Now, another little trick that I would do on a wall, let's say you got one wall that's, you know, I'm going to make this up 20 feet long, okay? On each Mm -hmm. end, at the bottom, have them cut in a cold air return and have that be open to the wall. And in the summer months... Those are open to allow air to flow back there to help dry it out. Ooh, yeah. And then in the winter, if you, all of a sudden you're like, wow, that's really cold, you can buy these magnetic uh, uh, plates, basically, that go over the top of it to keep the air from coming in. That makes sense. All right. So now, that's going to be uh, like a rectangular hole in the drywall with a vent that you can open and close, and it's it just could, going to be open to the in the summer months. In the winter, you're going to close it. As far as the lumber yeah. acclimating to the basement and drying out, um, it's not a bad idea. Keep in mind that most stud work is kiln dried already, and so you'll get minimal okay. twisting. But you know, if your contractor says. Hey, buddy, we need, you know, 50 studs. You're going to need more than that. And you're willing to bring them down in the basement and let them sit down there for a week? It, no harm, no foul. You'll get some exercise. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a fun project. So, and then and no plastic visqueen. Just use the craft face. and The craft faced is your vapor barrier. It is the vapor barrier. Okay. Can I ask you one more question? Real quick. Would you bring the uh, uh, warm air uh, vents down to the floor level or just out through the ceiling? In a basement, I wouldn't worry about extending it down there. You won't see a huge difference there. Um, you know, you may you may notice that the basement's always going to be a little bit colder, you know, so you may yeah. end up having to do some supplemental heat down there anyway. So I would just leave them up in the ceiling. Not a not a not a huge difference to bring them down. All right. Thank you very much. You got it, bud. I appreciate you calling this morning. It is seven thirty one in the morning. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have our Noodaloo two. It's a little bit different Noodaloo two this time. It's about giving back. That coming up right after this report of WGN Radio News. You know, when it comes to uh, the holidays, uh, it's not just about. Uh, buying things and and uh, you know things that you can you know put in your home and enjoy uh, it's a little bit about giving back so our new lutu today is really encompassing all of that take a listen this morning's show is all about cool products for you so for our new to lutu this morning we're gonna change it up a bit and make it about somebody else 
Like Audrey Hepburn once said, as you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands, one for helping yourself and the other for helping others. As we are busy planning for the upcoming holidays with our loved ones, if you or maybe your whole family are looking to give one of life's greatest gifts, why not consider volunteering? There are tons of places in the Chicago area, but this morning we're going to tell you about three. First, <laughs> Hands On Suburban Chicago offers a whole list of great ways to give back to the community this holiday through their partnering nonprofits. Their mission is to positively impact communities by connecting people to enriching volunteer experiences. Some of their holiday opportunities include things like gift drives, adopt a family, holiday gift wrapping, angel trees, crafting holiday cards, a variety of different opportunities to fit what you might be able to offer this year, and in different communities across Chicagoland. To find an opportunity near you, visit handsonsuburbanchicago.org. Next, <laughs> one near and dear to my heart is Fill a Heart for Kids, whose mission is building brighter futures for foster and homeless children. In 2007, a local family began delivering care packages and personalized notes to group homes. Before they knew it, they were receiving hundreds of thank you notes from kids living in group facilities, telling them that these packages made them feel loved and gave them hope. Two things no child should be deprived of, right? And now for just about every holiday throughout the year, volunteers come together to create and donate beautiful gift packages filled with necessities, special gifts, and personalized cards for foster and homeless children. Find out more at fillaheartforkids.org. And last, but the farthest from least, <laughs> is one you've heard Lou talk many times about, Misericordia. Misericordia supports more than 600 children and adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities and offer many events and opportunities for their residents and friends of the Misericordia community all year round. Right now, they are looking for volunteers to help with their upcoming holiday events, which are a super important way for them to gather, to fundraise, and celebrate the season. So... If you're looking to get into the holiday spirit and give back to this amazing organization, visit Misericordia.org. I will put all three of these organizations up on Lou's Facebook page, on his Instagram page. This year, give the gift that gives back. Really nice um, options. Uh, Lindsay's going to post all that up on my uh, social media thing so you can have links to those uh, charities, including Misericordia, really looking for um, support, uh, their bakery, right? The, it supports more than 600 children and adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities and offer many events and opportunities for the residents and friends in the Misericordia community. This year, they're looking for volunteers to help with their upcoming holiday events, which are such an important way for them to gather and fundraise and celebrate the season. I was uh, just at the Artisan All um event with my wife uh the other night it was absolutely beautiful bunch of volunteers out there i'm telling you what you want to do something different this year when it comes to the holiday seasons give back give some of your time that's that is something if you've never done it before it's the newest thing and the best thing you can absolutely do nice job 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines and speak with Bill, who's in Joliet. Hey, Bill, good morning. You're on House March Radio. Hey, Lou, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. Happy holidays. Hey, to you too. So I got an interesting couple questions for you. So I have always been uh, worried about radon. Finally went and bought one of those. I saw it in Home Depot. It was a good buy. I bought the electronic detector. Okay. I installed it. it. It's been there for about eight days. 
levels are very high. They're in the 20s. And it's supposed to be under three or four, I believe. Yeah, I think it's four. Four parts. Yeah. yeah. So, so I was looking at that, and then I started just digging around. So I have a sump and an injector. The sump, I, I looked down in there. The pipes are not underwater. So therefore, I'm sure, you know, that there's a good, you know, there's point A probably where the radon's leaking in. Um, so I'm going today. I'm going to Home Depot. I'm going to get the cover, seal that, make sure that's tight. What What's your opinion on, I got two two-part question here. What's your opinion on the ejector pit? The, the ejector pit, I know for a fact, the lid is on, but it's, it's, the seal is definitely broke. Do you feel that that ejector pit should also be like, have like a radon-proof cover, or what's the chance of radon seeping in through the ejector pit versus the sump pit? Well, I mean, the... So radon is not... I mean, you know, you started the conversation with, I've always been concerned about radon. And it isn't the type of thing that um, you want to mess around with, right? It's a it's a legit issue, and um, and you want to make sure that you're addressing it the right way. Now, if you want to yourself at this point seal the sump pump pit, you also will seal the ejector pit as well. If you hired a radon mitigation company, they would do that. Is your ba- is your basement uh, bill? Is it? Uh, Finished or unfinished? Um, it's partially. So we it's a half the room. We have half of it, like a small living area, and then the other half is more like laundry and just, just right. storage. So they would come in and they would seal everything that is from the ground. But keep in mind that radon can permeate up through the concrete as well. Now, um, the, uh, the, the kit, the electronic kit you're talking about, I'm unfamiliar with that kit. Who makes it? Um, there's a few. There's April Air. Um, there's a you know quite a few companies out there because they have a really good and you like and you you plug it you uh, plug it in you plug it in and then it takes a reading, right? It's like a like it's got a fan motor oh, on it. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. It's a it's a um, it's a small digital box. Uh, it's about two inches by two inches. Um, it's it's rel- I'm assuming it's relatively new to the market because I had never seen it before. So yeah. this is just a radon detector. So basically, what you you just literally take it out of the package, you turn it on, it self calibrates, and they say to hang it in a central location, you know, approximately thirty inches off the floor, mm-hmm. and don't move it. And they want you to keep it away from a door and window. Right. And then they say the longer it reads, the better. Right. But it's, it gives you live readings at all okay. times. All right. Um, okay. And it's. Okay, so 20 is high, and um, so you would seal those lids, and then they would also come and seal the concrete to the walls, right? They would caulk that area. Now, where you have finished uh, areas, you can't do that. But um, I don't know that without reading like 20, I don't know that that sump pump pit's going to make a huge difference, but you could try, right? And if you can't, if you do that and the reading doesn't change or it only goes down to, I mean, even if it goes to half that, it's still too high. Right. Then we need a radon mitigation company to come out and assess it for you and put in a radon mitigation fan. And then they're going to drill a hole into the ground and they're going to forcibly draw, create a vacuum underneath there to draw anything in and then pipe it up the side of the house and, you know, kick it out of the, uh, you know, off of the roof. Right. 
Yeah, I'm I'm doing that as well. So off of my sump pit, they they that that was one of the things that I I did a lot of reading. I'm I'm a big do it yourself kind of guy. So okay, I did a lot of reading, and they said I, even some professional companies that you have two options. It's like you said, if if you don't have a sump, they'll drill into the foundation. But if you do have a sump, they'll cap that sump with a special sealed lid, and you can pump off the sump because you already have the pipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running under right. the foundation. Right, 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 so. right, right. That's true. Yeah, I've seen I've seen those yeah. setups as well. So. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's the setup I'm going to go with today. But I, another quick question for you. This, this is a subpart to it, but it's similar. So I had a furnace installed five years ago. It's yep. a high efficiency. And they only put one pipe in, not two. So they only did the, the exhaust fumes going out, nothing for cold air in. And I, did, I read an article today that made me really get a little upset because it said, Yes, if your furnace kicks on, there, you know, it's going to pull air from the surroundings. Therefore, it could be like a straw. It's, it's, that is that is that is a that is a an illegal against code installation. Uh, you're in Joliet, right? Yep. Um, so, I mean, all local codes are different, but typically you cannot use combustion air from living space. And so the okay. fact that they didn't pipe that outside, that article is correct. If we got high radon, I mean, if you have high radon, it's per- permeating through the house already, but you're just helping it by sucking in the combustion air and throwing it out there. So you have to get that. Uh, I've got to let you go because I'm bumping up against time, but you have to get that piped properly. The combustion air has to be pulled in from the outside, and um, that's just the right installation. And... Um, I appreciate that you're a do-it-yourselfer and you want to do all this yourself, but I am too. But I would I would have a somebody with more experience doing the readings just to verify everything you have. Even if you want to do it yourself, maybe hire a, a, a professional company that does this for a living just to come out and do the readings. Pay them for that, and then you can install your own radon kit, you know, and and mitigation system over the pit as you mentioned. But I would verify with more robust technology uh, than just uh, a calibrated test like that. Appreciate the phone call. It's uh, 7.51 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Pat in Cape Coral, Florida. Pat, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Okay, I have a dilemma right now. I'm getting all this different advice from different people. My house was... Thoroughly hit by Hurricane Ian. We got about four inches of water in the house. Mm. I took out two feet of the drywall around the whole through the whole house. Now it's time to put up the new drywall. Uh, the house is a cinder block on the outside, and they've got one by twos as a frame to attach the drywall to. And what was previously there was the uh, pink fiberglass insulation and whatever, and a piece of plastic over that. Okay. My question is, do I need anything at all? Um, I don't want to put that fiberglass stuff back in because it's just like there's there's really no room. I mean, it's, it's literally three quarters of an inch. Um, what should I do? I don't know. So, is the framing gone? No, the framing is all there. It's all you know. It's, it's I've got the cinder block, one by two is under. There's all the exterior walls. The inside's all you know, two by fours. There's no problem with that. Right. But the exterior, the exterior walls are just one by twos on a cinder block. Right. I mean, the reality of it is the um, 
I mean, the R value of three quarters of an inch of insulation is pretty minimal. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know that you would feel the difference if you left it off. I I feel the same way, but then I've had contractors come in here saying that, oh, you're going to need it because of the heat and whatever. I mean, this it's always basically the same temperature down here. You know, it's hot or hotter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get your point. The, uh, hmm. I mean, honestly, you know what? You could probably get the same R value, and you could probably Google this, if you doubled up on the drywall, and you'd have really solid walls. Yeah, it'd be fine, but I've only took out two feet of drywall. I didn't take out the whole... Oh, you just took... Oh, okay. So, in other words, you're, you're you're only replacing the bottom two feet. Correct. So, the insulation's gonna be up in the place where you didn't cut it out. Correct. Yeah, put just put it back and you know what I would do? Put it back and leave leave it up from the bottom a couple of inches just in case you got a little bit of water. Uh it's not the yeah. end of it's not if you're going to leave the rest of it, then put it all back and uh, have it be consistent because then you've got an air gap there that could create a moisture issue for you with high humidity levels and uh, you don't want to do that. Hey, the news is next from Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You probably see on TV and you hear on the radio a company called American Sale. It's a family-owned business uh, that's been around for quite some time. Joining me on the phone line right now is Erica Stedman, who is the Director of Marketing and Customer Relations with American Sale. Erica, good morning, and welcome to House Marts Radio. Thank you. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I, I'm doing great, and I absolutely love promoting and talking to local businesses that have you know, grown and done well, and uh, American Sale is certainly uh, an example of that. Tell us a little bit about your organization. Yeah, so we are a family-owned business. I'm actually third generation of the family to be working in the business, so that's quite the honor. I love that. Um, We've been around for over 60 years in the Chicagoland community, and we have eight different store locations. Um, And, yeah, we are very happy to be, you know, celebrating Christmas coming up here. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, the Chicagoland area, we're so excited. Right. Tell me, uh, 60 years ago, um, what, give me a little bit of a history. How, how did the business start out? So it started with my grandfather, he uh, Bob Jones Sr. He started uh, the company in 1959, and it was an, a toy store originally. It was called American Toy Distributors at the time. And uh, he really loved Christmas, and that's really what promoted him from, for starting the Christmas entity of our business. He was selling toys, and obviously toys are a big deal in Christmas time. Right. And, uh, his customers were, were asking him, hey, you should sell Christmas stuff. You should sell Christmas trees. And so then that's where it started to evolve into Christmas. And uh, over the years, we've added a lot of great backyard fun items like pools, patio furniture, grills, right. trampolines, swing sets. Uh, hot tubs, you name it. We have everything for your backyard fun, as well as game room items like pool tables and foosball tables that come inside your house to have fun with your family. So it's been quite the evolution um, over the last 60 years, but we're proud to 
you know, still be here and mm. still be servicing the wonderful community of, you know, Chicago. So yeah. we're excited to celebrate. You, uh, you have, uh, you mentioned all these locations. I've had the opportunity to be in yeah. a couple of the stores. They're super well organized. They're very well stocked. Thank you've you. got, you've got really knowledgeable people working there. And, and, you know, that evolution yeah. that you talked about, um, are, uh, is something where, you know, you, if you want to enjoy your home and find the things to help you do it, that's something that you're going to, uh, find certainly at American sale. Now you mentioned, uh, Christmas obviously is a, a, a big time for you. And, uh, there's yeah. some cool new products that, uh, are available at American sale. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I'll, yes, of course. Always. We always have uh, the newest and greatest different outdoor and indoor decorations. Uh, we pride ourselves in shopping all the different vendors um, for those products and bringing them into our store. So we have quite the uh, catalog of items to choose from, <laughs> but we're really excited this year for our Starry Lights collection of trees. These are amazing. They're just show-stopping trees that we're so excited to get on the floor. Tell me about them. What what the the Starry Light collection? Uh, there's a bunch of different yes. trees available, right? Yes. So there are seven different trees in this collection. They are <clears throat> they range from seven foot to nine foot, seven and a half foot to nine foot. Excuse me. And there are multiple styles, multiple profiles. So it can fit really any room in your house. It can fit any kind of style um, that a customer may have. And they start at five ninety nine ninety nine, dollars um, and they are beautiful. So they have 16 functions of those starry lights, which are like twinkly lights mm. on them. You can do a, a multitude of different uh, lighting options on these trees. Obviously, 16 is a lot. And you can also control it with an app, which is really cool. And we love having <laughs> new tree technology coming into our stores yeah, every year. So yeah. this is really a showstopper. It is amazing to me the evolution of the artificial trees and how far yes. they have come. Um, oh, yeah. We, are, we the Manfredinis, are, are, are an artificial tree family and, and have, but even the Wonderful. ones that, well, but the ones that we have, now the ones that I see, I'm like, oh, these kind of look a little dated. I want a new one. And if you want stuff that looks mm -hmm. really almost realistic, I mean, it really is amazing. Uh, yes. The Starry Light Collection might be uh, the way to go. Now we're, we're getting close to Black Friday, also, and you know, yes. you mentioned um, you mentioned hot tubs and game room tables and grills and swing sets oh, yeah. and pools and that kind of <laughs> stuff. What, what are some of the things that uh, people are going to find if they come into American Sale? Well, we have up to 50% off our Christmas. So if you come in and shop for Christmas, you're, you're coming in at a good time. Wow. Um, we have an extra 10% off of trees Black Friday week, at, week, you know, leading up to um, Cyber Monday. So it goes through Cyber Monday. Um, so please come in and get that extra 10% off your tree. We also have um, up to $500 off spring-free trampolines, which are the world's safest trampolines. I'm sure you have seen them. They have no springs on them. Um, they're fiber, uh, they're, they're rods instead of springs. So oh. it's very safe for your, your child. And this is the best deal that we've had ever on spring free trampolines. $500 off, um, is pretty amazing. And then, uh, we have great deals throughout the store up to 70% off, um, different departments. So, um, I know it's not patio season right now, but you can get a really good deal mm. on patio if you'd like to take home a display. Um, those are on 
you know, extra clearance basically right. right now. And then obviously grills, we have several different offers in the grill category of different things that Traeger and Napoleon are doing for Black Friday. So you can save hundreds of dollars on those brands, which are fantastic gifts, obviously. Who doesn't want a new grill for Christmas? I, so, I mean, I, um, I agree. And, and also, I, I would yes. implore people, uh, you know, as a, as a hardware store owner as well, certainly there's a lot of online shopping and whatnot, but I'm telling you, walking yes. into a store like American Sale, where you can see everything, I promise you, you're going to find stuff that you didn't know you needed. And 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 you can't see exactly. that on a computer screen. you got to see it in front of you. Uh, you mentioned how many locations around the Chicagoland area? We have eight uh, Chicagoland locations. So we span from Maryville, Indiana, all the way up to Lake Zurich, Illinois. Nice. Um, so you can go on AmericanSale.com and click our store button to see all the different locations that you can shop at. Erica Stedman is the Director of Marketing and Customer Relations at American Sale, the third generation in the family business. Erica, it's yes. just great to hear that uh, you guys are there, you're, you're thriving, you've got all these great options for people to come in. I want, them, I want you all to go to American Sale and, and see all the good stuff that they have there and the great people. Thanks so much for taking the time this morning. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate it. Listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Maine Ferdini. We'll take a quick break. Our phone number is 857 557 4 Lou, 857 557 4568. Don't go away. We'll be right back. So, Steve Bertrand put together a trip uh, along with WGN Radio, and uh, we have this trip planned April of 2023. And I am super excited. Never been to Ireland. We tried to do this back in 2020. We all remember. I don't want to remember, but we're going. Let's just keep going. I even posted on uh, Facebook that, um, uh, you know, never give up. The Irish always say that. I think they do. At least one Irishman said that. But so the trip is going to be nine days, and we're going to leave Chicago on April 15th, right? So you pay your taxes, and off we go. Um, and it is going to be, we're going to go to Galway for two nights, Killarney, we're going to go to Cork and we're going to go to Dublin. And when we end up in Dublin, I'm going to do the radio show from a pub in Dublin and we're trying to get Bono. (laughs) I don't know that we've been successful at all, but we're going to have some fun. It's a pretty affordable trip and the itinerary is fantastic. So if you would like to join myself, my wife and, um, <clears throat> a bunch of really fun listeners. These trips are always a lot of fun. You can go to stevebertrandtravel.com. You can email steve at stevebertrandtravel.com, or you can call him, 847-606-6065. I put the information up on my Facebook page. I'm sure if you go to stevebertrandtravel.com, it's there as well. It's going to fill up fast, so if you've never been to Ireland, or if you've been to Ireland and you want to show us around, I'm happy to do that as well. <clears throat> it's a place that my wife and I have always wanted to go. My wife is half Irish. She still has uh, family connections there. And so it's something that we've always, always wanted to do. And uh, it kind of got taken away during the pandemic, but we're bringing it back. So email Steve at stevebertrandtravel.com to find out all the information. It's a, it's around $4,100 per person, double occupancy. And um, we're, I think we're going to fly over on Aer Lingus, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. We leave April 15th, 
2023. It's 827-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. This is Jim in Plainfield. Hey, Jim, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I'm having a humidity problem with my uh, humidifier. <laughs> uh, got a brand-new April Air 500 humidifier uh, installed last month, along with a new furnace installed by the FOD installers. Okay. It's a train. It's a train. And it works great. Uh, they did a nice job in uh, installing installation and everything. Well, the, when they hooked up the humidifier, they said they had 35 humidity. And uh, uh, it's a manual... Uh, setting on the humidifier for the April hour. And I got up the next morning, Morning, I had like 55% humidity in the house, and I had all kinds of condensation. So I turned it down to 30, and I still was getting condensation built up. So it was showing about 45% humidity in the house. So now I turned it down to 25 today. When I got up this morning, I had about 42% humidity in the house, and I still had condensation on the windows. Okay. Uh, I got brand new. I got brand new Gilkey installed windows about three months ago. Yeah. So here's the thing: <clears throat> your wi- so there's nothing wrong with your windows, and there's nothing wrong with your your humidity, uh, your humidifier. The windows are doing their job by keeping the moisture inside the home, and so that high humidity level. So here, here's the issue we get, we have right now, Jim. I know that we've had really cold weather for the last couple of days, and that's where you're really going to see the condensation. Our homes have not yet transitioned to winter, meaning, you know, we we had some, two weeks ago it was 70 degrees, remember? And, uh, and, And so we still have high moisture levels inside the house. This is what I would do. Turn your humidifier completely off. I assume you have another, um... Humida stat somewhere upstairs that you're measuring it. Well, it, it's a one level home. It's a ranch home, and I've got an, I got an outside indoor humidifier temperature reading uh, a unit in the house. And I also have a, yes, in the house, and I got a, a separate in the house humidistat humidifier yeah. reading. So keep this in mind. That manual lever, okay, that you set, you know, the, the humidity level. That's registering the humidity running through the system. Correct. That's not measuring it in the air space where you're inside your home. And so <clears throat> that one really, you know, it's kind of a, it gives you an idea where to set it, but it wouldn't surprise me if for the next week you kept that thing off and you allowed the system to kind of dry out the home and you get to like anywhere between 25 and 35%, depending on where our weather is outside, It'll get to where it has to be. It takes a good 24 to 48 hours to adjust all that. And then right. when it dips below 20, you may just go and kick that thing on to the bare minimum uh, to get that. Mm-hmm. What, what would be the average humidity in a home? Well, you want, in the dead of winter, you're looking for 25 to 30%. If you get more than 30%, Jim, that's when you get that moisture level on the windows. And those windows, those brand new, beautiful, gilky windows you just put in, are doing the job. They're keeping the air out, and they're keeping the warmth in. And if the moisture level is high inside just because we're transitioning, that's why you're seeing that beating. So shut the thing off, give it a week, 
and keep following your readings and then just inch the thing up until you find that sweet spot. And that's going to change as we start to dry out. Okay. Well, I'll give that a try, and uh, hopefully it works out for me. And uh, Call me back. Call me back, all right? If it doesn't work out, you call me back, and we'll figure it out, but I bet it will. 857-557-4LOO. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. You know, our Winter Cool Product Show is sponsored by Lightkeeper Pro, the complete tool for holiday light set repair. It's time now to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. Christmas is coming. It's exciting, right? We're all uh, getting excited for the holiday season to be together. Uh, holiday decorating, of course, is a, a big thing. And making sure that everything and all that hard work that you do stays looking good well, that can be accomplished with a very special tool, and to tell us about it is Linda Lucento, who is the Director of Sales and Marketing over at Ultalit Tree Company. Linda, good morning. Welcome to House Smarts Radio. Nice to have you back on the air with us. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, tell, tell me a we're, little... We're t- excited to talk about the Lightkeeper yeah, t- Pro. Tell us about the Lightkeeper Pro. It's It's been a, a go-to tool for so many uh, for so long, and it still does the job that people need it to do. Absolutely, absolutely. So the Lightkeeper Pro actually has two repair methods, and um, the first is the quick fix method, which addresses the number one cause of light set failure, known as a shunt issue. Uh, this method actually allows the Lightkeeper Pro to fix most light sets with the squeeze of a trigger. It works like magic. Uh, while performing this quick fix method, the Lightkeeper Pro sends an electrical pulse through the light set to find those one or two bad bolts and performs a, what we like to call a, a mini weld within those bolts. Wow. This allows the circuit to be completed and the once dysfunctional section to illuminate so the user can actually see the bulbs that were keeping the section from lighting up in the first place. It's pretty great. And, um, you know, we, we try to put everything you need into this tool to fix a light set. So say your light set isn't dealing with the shunt issue, you're going to move on to the second repair method, which is the audible voltage detector. And this method allows you to trace the voltage through the light set to find the interruption. And sometimes you're dealing with something as simple as a, a missing or a broken bulb, mm. but sometimes the issue could be a little bit more complex, like a socket issue. So either way, the Lightkeeper Pro can help you out and uh, has so many features just to make sure that we get your light set back in order. All right, I'm going to back you up a second. So you talked about that first sure. that first uh, process of taking a conventional incandescent uh, holiday lights, right, where... Correct, you correct. you actually take the bulb out, correct, and then insert it into the tool. And are the lights plugged in or not plugged in for that process? So the lights are plugged in. So thankfully, the Lightkeeper Pro has been UL listed since day one, so no safety issues there. Mm-hmm. But like exactly like you said, you're going to go up to that light set as it's plugged in um, to a power source. You're going to go to that dysfunctional section. So sometimes you're dealing with two sections on a light set and right. maybe only one is, is, is working. So you go up to that unlit section, remove one bulb, any one bulb, does not matter which one. You're going to take that empty bulb socket 
and go ahead and plug that directly into the Lightkeeper Pro. You'll notice a little circle area at the front of the tool just for that purpose. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to pull that trigger. And we typically recommend up to 30 times. Um, you know, at 30 times, if your light set comes on, then you know you were dealing with what is what we refer to as a shunt issue. And so, yeah, that's the number one cause of light set. And failure. then you and then you remove it from the tool. You put the bulb back in and. As you mentioned, like 90% of the time, this works. And it is, I I have seen people use this tool. I have used this tool for this very reason, and and it works. And it's like, it's an immediate smile from people to see those lights come back on. Absolutely, Lou. So we actually, um, we understand that light set repair isn't easy. So we actually have a toll-free number on the back of all of our packaging um, where consumers once they get our Lightkeeper Pro or even our LED Keeper for LED sets, once they get those tools home and they're fixing their lights, if they have questions, they can give us a call and actually speak to our technicians um, just to bounce those questions off of them, get some answers, get some clarity. Um, and, you know, the stories we hear, sometimes it's so heartwarming. Um, I've once spoken to a lady who was trying to fix this prelit tree that was handed down to her from her mother. Mm. And she just, you know, was devastated when she plugged it in and the lights weren't working. But thankfully she bought our tool and was able to fix them. And the family was able to use that tree for a few more years there. Yeah. Keeping that, it in the family. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like that you have the hotline. You're kind of like the butterball turkey hotline in Thanksgiving where people can call you. Uh, no, no recipes though are given, right? Just to, to how to fix the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We like we know the the number one day for decorating is the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we like to say as soon as Butterball hangs up their phones, <laughs> we start answering ours. And and really, our our technicians are available um, all year round. But especially between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we know that those lighting issues are really popping up. Um, we make sure that we're available seven days a week during that time frame. Let's talk a little bit about the LED keeper. I, I know there's still a lot of people are are still f- using, you know, the incandescent bulbs. It's still very popular. It's uh, a- affordable. The lights are beautiful. And really, quite frankly, if you're going to use those lights, uh, you know, buy one of the Lightkeeper Pros with it, you know, so you have it. But the LED keeper was a way for you all to respond to the use of LED lights, which cost a little bit more, and they are more durable, but they do have issues, and uh, your system can help keep those working as well. Absolutely. The the LED keeper, um, even before we brought it to market in 2012, uh, we were getting calls on our on our hotline and uh, asking, you know, does the Lightkeeper Pro work for LEDs? How do I fix LEDs? And, you know, unfortunately, at that time, our answer was the Lightkeeper Pro does not work on LEDs, but we're working on something. Right. And so once we brought that LED keeper to market, um, we're now able to assist with either light set. And yeah, LEDs, you're spending more money once you get to bring those types of types of light sets home. Mm. Um, they're more, they're more vibrant, so people love to use them outdoors. Um, but they do still fail. There's so many elements that go into a light set, and so the the, the reasons for failure just vary. But thankfully, we offer the same main features on our LED keeper that we offer on our Light Keeper Pro. So when 
you take your LED keeper home, you're going to notice you have a bulb tester, a fuse tester, a bulb puller. Our tools come complete with batteries. So you have everything you need right there. But again, we have multiple resources um, because we know light set repair isn't always easy. We have um, instructional videos on our website. And going back to that toll-free number, so if you don't mind, I'd like to... Oh, no, please do, please do. Make sure that everyone gets that. Sure. Okay, so that that toll-free number is 888-858-2548. So please feel free to call with any questions on light set repair that we could help with. Alta Lit Tree Company is the maker of the Light Keeper Pro and the LED Keeper. Now, um... Where do we find all these products? Uh, hardware stores, home centers, grocery stores, just about anywhere? <laughs> yes, yes, just about anywhere. So um, our light set repair tools are sold in over 10,000 outlets in the U.S. and Canada. And we pretty much say anywhere light sets are sold. Um, a fun fact is that Ace Hardware actually has carried the Lightkeeper Pro since day one and has bought it ever since. So wow. Ace Hardware is a great suggestion. Um on Amazon, both of our light set repair tools are rated four stars with well over 10,000 views, uh, reviews on Amazon. So, yeah, so we, we offer great products. We stand behind them, and we're here to help in any way that we can to keep your holidays bright. Linda Lucento is the Director of Sales and Marketing for the Ulta Lit Tree Company, home of the Light Keeper Pro. Linda, thanks so much for taking the time this morning. I really do appreciate it and hope you and everyone have a terrific holiday season. Thank you so much, Lou. You as well. Listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We'll take a quick break. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU. Don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages. Hey, Joanne, you're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Hey, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I have a question for you. Um, we've got the black sediment coming out of our faucets. I know typically that might be because of the rod that's in the um, hot water heater. But my husband just, we've had the hot water heater about three years. Uh, my husband just cleaned it out a couple of weeks ago, and that sediment is back. Is it possible that it's due to, um, we have another system on our, uh, attached to our water softener that um, takes the rust out of the system? Could that be one of the reasons why we've got that black sediment back again so quickly? Can you, this is the first time that it's happened in the three years, and we got the, the rust system in about six months ago. Can you bypass that system? Was it set up where it has a, a loop to bypass it at all? What do you mean? In other words, a lot of times when those systems go in, the, the the installers will create a loop. So if they had to service it, um, you know, you can localize it with a couple of valves, but still keep the water on in the home. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if that's the case with how this was installed, but um, it, it is possible. Are you noticing this at every fixture or just specific ones? At all of them. <clears throat> and you and is it enough that it ends up clogging the aerators coming out of the faucets? Mostly the one in the kitchen because it's probably the one that we use the most. Right, but definitely the one in the kitchen. And I've got to, you know, cleaning it out every you know couple of days because it's all clogged. Oh wow, up. really? Okay. Um, and you're uh, you're on city water, or well water, well water. 
<laughs> Could it be that system? I mean, Do you think it would make it would make sense to call the, um, yeah, I mean, the gentleman it, that put it in? It could be. Um, I'm just trying to think. The fact that you're getting it everywhere, um, does your, uh, where your main water valve is coming in, right? You've probably got a pressure tank and stuff over there. Is does, does yep. there does there happen to be a drain pipe anywhere in there that you could connect a hose to? From the water softener, you mean? No, no, no. Actually, coming off of the main line coming into the home before it feeds the rest of the home. Because what I would like to see is if you took a, you know, if you took like a even a a piece of screening like a bug screen, uh-huh. put it over a bucket, uh-huh. and you connected a garden hose. And you turn that water on to see if you see any sediment coming out of that. If you ran it for, you know, pour five, pour five gallons of it before it goes through that system whatsoever. In other words, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to test along the lines if, in fact, it's coming from your well or is it coming from this system. Mm-hmm. You know, my guess is the rust guy, unless there's some filter in there that's clogged that needs to be replaced, is going to say, oh, no, hey, lady, it's not me. Um, you know, right. it, it, it's, it's your water thing. So, um, I would see if you can test it down the line, but if this is relatively new and the rust machine that you put in there, the filter, it's kind of coincides when you got all that, then absolutely call uh-huh. them back to come and take a look at it and, uh, and see if they can, uh, determine what's going on, but test it along the line as well, uh, to see if that can make a difference. I appreciate the phone call. I'm bumping up against time here. Hey, today's Winter Cool Product Show is sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric Heating and AC. More info at getacomfyhome.com. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. All about cool stuff that you can uh, use inside your home or buy and, and use around your home and just a bunch of cool stuff. One of the things that I think is super cool are residential and commercial heat pumps. We've spoken uh, with these folks before, but they were kind enough to join us again during our cool product show. Uh, Anthony Belokis is the regional sales manager over at Mitsubishi Electric. Anthony, good morning and welcome back to House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thank you for having me back. Um, uh, let's uh, remind our audience once again about Mitsubishi Electric and what you folks are all about. Yeah, so Mitsubishi Electric is, a, um, uh, in essence, an all-electric um, resource for your heating and cooling needs. And we uh, utilize technology called inverter compressors, where we can modulate our heating and cooling needs depending on the space, the time of the year, and uh, your comfort level of what you're looking for and what you're looking to achieve in a specific space or in your entire home. Mm. This technology has been around for a very long time, but it's only improved, uh, in particular, uh, over the past 10 years or so, right? This wasn't something that in the Midwest was used a lot, but that's changed. Yeah, so traditionally, we, you know, we've been in the United States since 1980, and when we first originally came into the United States, it was solely cooling uh, for your two seasons or four seasons room. Uh, we've, we've been able to upgrade our technology, uh, be able to provide heat. And then with what you're talking about in the last 10 years, we've been able to provide heating at lower outdoor temperatures, which has been something that's completely revolutionized and changed our product mix, um, our customer base, and where we are, um, where we can achieve um, the needs for everyone across the, the entire country. One of the things that I think is um, 
<clears throat> super unique about this is the fact that the way that your system works, right, is this inverter technology. So, you know, for the the average person, it's like your condensing unit for your current central air, but it's a lot smaller and a lot quieter. Um, but then individually, you're providing heating and cooling to a room or rooms, and each one of those uh, cartridges, right, or heads have their own individual thermostats. So you can control the temperature in specific spaces. Yeah, that's what makes one of the things very unique and, and um, uh, really eye-opening for a lot of homeowners is that currently right now they, they're not able to do that. you got ductwork and you have one thermostat, you got one temperature. And when you, when you start researching and looking into doing a product like Mitsubishi, you start recognizing that you can put these different indoor heads in different rooms. What that allows you to do is either have have that space in heating mode or in cooling mode. Um, you can have it at uh, 67 degrees in one room or 75 degrees in another room or even off in, in, a, in, a, in the adjacent room. Mm. And so some of the advantages there is if you're working from home or you know, if you're the only one home that day, you can have that specific space to the desired temperature and you can have the rest of the units off if, if needed. So it's a huge benefit when it comes to comfort and then uh, your efficiency when, when you're looking at, you know, what does that look like on your on your electrical bill at the end of the month? How about the improvement um, in the products that you guys manufacture of the aesthetics, right? I mean, traditionally, these are, and, and it's still available, right, this, this cartridge that sort of hangs on the wall, typically higher, right? It gets mounted higher. And, um, you know, it's this white kind of, uh, I don't know, it's a cartridge. I mean, I, I know what it looks like, but... You've got some versions of it that can actually get buried in drywall that just looks like a, a vent in the ceiling, correct? Yeah, so ironically, our store number one seller is the unit that goes high up on the wall, typically a couple inches off of the ceiling. So if you've got an eight-foot um, uh, ceiling height in your, in your house, you know, it's going to be about seven and a half feet up from the floor, mm-hmm. um, typically blends right on in. But if, if that's something that, that, uh, that you don't want to see, we have units that go right up into the ceiling joist pocket. And it's in essence, all you'll end up seeing is a half inch grill hanging down or, or you know, attached to the ceiling. And, and that's always white. Um, and then we have another unit, you know, we have some ducted units that we can attach ductwork to. And then you can have your traditional um, heating and cooling uh, grills that you're normally used to seeing in the, right. in the ceilings or in the floors. And we can do that as well. So We've come a long way when it comes to our product mix. Yeah, and uh, and and the technology only gets better and better. Um, you know, one of the uh, one of the issues, right, is that sometimes you know when when you design these things, right, the the load, right, you you whatever, it's a four bedroom house and you're designed for so many people in there. But let's say you have a party, right, and now all of a sudden you've got twenty people in there and it's uh, you know a warm day on a on a summer night and. Uh, you know, you're, the, all those bodies, right, are, are generating a lot of heat. You have some units now that actually recognize that they're, oh, look over in that corner over there. There's like four or five people standing around, you know, shooting the breeze. I better kick up uh, the, the AC in this unit to cool this room, and it does it automatically. Yeah, that, that's right. So that technology is called a 3D IC sensor. And in essence, what it's doing is it's scanning the room, and it's producing a complete thermal profile. And what it's looking for is heat signatures in the room. It's looking for the size of the room and the occupancies and the temperature and the movement of the room. So it's doing two things. It's scanning the room and by using a thermal, red, or a thermal infrared technology, 
it can it can indicate that there's 15 or 20 people in one area and it's really warm in that specific area it'll take the ve- the vents or the veins it'll move it towards that, that specific area to deliver the precise cooling that you want in that space to make sure everyone's nice and comfortable that's so cool. additional to that is that if, if you don't want the air on you we can we can take the veins and do what we call an indirect and we can push the air around that group of people and then lastly what it does is if it scans the room and notices that there's nobody in the room it'll do an automatic setback so it'll go into an energy efficiency mode for you until until it recognizes that somebody comes back into right, the space right and i mean you think about this technology i mean its ability to direct where you need it, turn itself off, do all that. Over the course of a year or years, it's just going to cost you less to operate. And these units are are far more, like there's just less to go wrong than traditional systems, right? I mean, th- these are really reliable pieces of equipment. Yeah, so the idea within the system is that you set it and forget it. So... Um, traditionally, you know, you're, everyone's kind of playing with their thermostats or looking at their cost of gas or their electric for their furnace or their air conditioner. And they're trying to, trying to play with this whole thing. And, and, and ultimately what we're looking at doing is just set the thermostat to the temperature that you want, set it and forget it. And, and ultimately you're right about the efficiency, but we really want to make sure everyone's comfortable and we want to make it easy for everyone to be able to sit there and say, Hey, Luke, I want to be 72 degrees in this space. And if I put 20 people in there, I don't want to have to stop my conversations with my friends. I want right. to just automatically go right. 72 degrees, and it will do that for you. Anthony Balokas is the regional sales manager over at Mitsubishi Electric. If people want to learn more, Anthony, about the products and services that you guys provide, where do they go? So you would go to MitsubishiComfort.com. So it's MitsubishiComfort.com. And then we also have another website called getacomfyhome.com. So either one of those, I think, will direct you uh, to find out information. Anthony, always nice to speak with you. Uh, Continued success to the company and products that you guys are making. I really do appreciate you taking the time this morning. Thank you, Lou. Thank you for having me on your show. You're listening to House Marts Radio. My name is Lou Manfredini. That's a good thing because I'm the host. <laughs> Our phone number is 857 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, Lou. I listen all the time. Lou, I have a furnace that's about almost 12 years old uh, coming up May of 2023. Okay. It's been maintained. It's a high-efficiency furnace. The air has been taken care of. The uh, furnace has been taken care of all these years. But now the man was out a couple weeks ago, and he said the inducer motor housing had some rust or something. He said he would like me to redo it or repurchase another motor. Is it good to put in a motor with my furnace going on almost 12 years old? What was the price of that motor? He said he wasn't sure. He said maybe six or seven hundred right. to put it in. So you know that here's the thing, Nora. Um, the uh, I have a sister-in-law named Nora, by the way. Uh, oh, good, it's, a, Luke. it's a beautiful name. Um, anyway, uh, the, the fifteen years is kind of the age of when you start to think about a new unit. Um, but if it's well maintained, like yours, you know. Yes, it has been, Lou. 20 years is absolutely not out of the realm of possibility, you know, if you're getting it, you know, checked out every year 
and to invest 600 bucks in a new inducer motor housing or so is it's money well spent you know what i mean i don't know that you would be when you think about if you were going to replace that unit nora you know new heating and air you'd spend probably 10 grand you know right around oh, there yeah. maybe a little less maybe a little more you know it all depends on the size of the home but um and, and so if you spend $600 here and then maybe in a couple of years, if you had to spend another 600 on something else, well, you know, then you're good for, you know, another five years, probably no problem. And, um, it's a, it's a Lennox unit, high tech Lennox unit. And yeah. I, I don't know, Lou, though, is it worth putting, it could be 700 for the motor, right? I, he wasn't sure, but I'll get back with him come Spring and what have you, and I just don't know if I, if it's right to put in something like that into something that's getting old. What? You know, getting let, old. let me ask you this, Nora: If you had a crystal ball, uh, are you are you going to stay in that house for a long time? Well, right now I am. I think, Lou, because I've been looking at retirement homes and. Uh, I kind of like my home. Yeah. And it's well maintained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And and when they talked about the inducer housing, the, the your your repair person didn't say it it's anything you have to do right now? No, he said, you know, think about it and I'll get back with him in the spring oh, I told him and he okay. said okay. I mean, it didn't. It, I looked it up, Lou. It's not like you see down below there in the furnace lower cage that it's got watermarks, but he showed me, like, with his light on his head, like there was some rust, like yeah. the size of a dime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, it, yeah. yeah. Don't well, worry. I believe him. No, of course. So if you trust the person, okay, and and they made it clear to you that it isn't anything like, hey, ma'am, you know, you got to do this right now. If it's just something from a maintenance thing, readdress it in the spring, and even if it cost you $1,000, I think it would be well worth it on a 12-year-old unit. And then, you know, and I would have the question say, okay, if I replace this, does everything else look good? Yeah, everything else checks out, ma'am. You know, then then your expectation is you're going to get at least another five years out of this thing, probably with no issues. I'll do that, Lou. But anyway, Lou, thank you for taking my call. Have a wonderful holiday, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, and good luck in Ireland. I've been there twice. You'll love it. Oh, you're so... I can't go with you. My sister is having eye surgery. I jump on the plane with you guys. You're so kind. That's so sweet. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. All right. Thanks, Lou. Be safe. You too. Bye now. 9.30 in the morning. It's time now to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom. A cool product that I really love and does a terrific job is a product called Twist and Seal. Actually, it's Twist and Seal. <laughs> Joining me on the phone line is Brian Nooner, who's the inventor of Twist and Seal. Uh, Brian, good morning. Welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Great to be here. I'm excited to uh, have you feature our products uh, on your show. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and uh, it's one of those solution-driven products, which um, is probably how you came about to invent this thing. Uh, tell our audience what it is. 
Yeah, I'll I'll be I'll try to be uh, brief on this, but it's a great it's a great story. It's like an American story, Lou. Um, my my wife, who actually does most of the holiday lights uh, setups at around our house, um, was just tired of over the years taping uh, taping up cord connections and to keep the water and the melting snow away because every time we'd put up the holiday lights outside, the water you know snow would melt or it rain get between the connectors, the light connectors and Oof, the GFI would pop and the lights would go out. Very frustrating. And so uh, right before a holiday party, once again, the lights went out. Very frustrating. My wife just asked me, can't you do something about this? <laughs> and the light bulb went off. And um, that, that is the truth. And from there, I uh, just started doing some drawings and prototyping very quickly. And um, within a very short time, came up with some ideas that worked and then after about a year of uh, a lot of testing, uh, came up with something that uh, actually actually did work. No more taping, no more putting plastic bags over connectors outside. It saw twist and seal products solve a real real problem. All right, well, did, they keep water away from electrical cord connections. All right, describe though uh, to the audience, you know, how, what it is and and how you use it. <clears throat> Well, we uh, Twist and Seal is a family of products. So we have several products that actually work in tandem with one another with the various types and sizes of core connections out there in the market. So obviously your holiday lights, have a, they're a very small cord. And so we have the Twist and Seal Mini. It's specifically designed. You put the cord, you know, connection the two ends in and you put that in, close it up and it keeps the water away from that connection. So it's like, a, it's like a, cl- it's like a clam shell, right? So it's got a, a hinge point. You bring the two cords together where you plug them in and then it covers over the top of it, but then it seals all the water out. Correct. It's got a specially, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a product with numerous patents and a very specific sealing uh, sealing uh, procedure, like a rubber. It's a type of a rubberized gasket that goes around it right. and makes a really tight seal. So, and that's the uh, and that's the mini for the holiday lights. All right. And then there's an, another product that's called the cord protect, and that's for your larger cord, like your extension cords around the house, because whenever you start a Typically, when you start a connection for the holiday lights or your blow-up uh, decorations around the house, you're doing that with plugging in a regular extension cord. So for those larger cord connections, the cord protect is there. And this one, same principle, what you just said, Lou, it's like a, similar to a clamshell. You take that cord connection, you put it in there, and you push it over it, and then there's three latches that securely clamp and tighten that um that cord protect around that cord connection mm. and it completely seals it keeps that water and melting snow away i don't know if they still have the howard johnson's restaurants you know but when i was a kid i used to get the fried clams all the time that would have been you know if you had invented this back in the 70s you could have had a whole <laughs> marriage between you and the howard johnson's and the fried clams 
Yeah, you're going way back. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. I remember those. I know. Okay, so uh, now that, but then you also don't you also make one that's more of an industrial size as well? Yes, and that's the Twist and Seal Max. The Max is designed for the really heavy duty cords for the construction sites yeah. and RVs for the big thirty amp um, big thirty amp cords. Uh, the Max is very heavy duty and is um, comes in different colors, orange, um, you know, for the job safety uh, areas. Yeah. Yep. And that has, again, the same principle, clamshell design, clamping around the cords. Everything up to a 10-gauge cord, which is a really thick, heavy-duty yeah, cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think what is amazing to me, I'm looking at the notes here, and uh, over 20 million of these things have been sold, and you're still making this in the USA. We, I'm a big USA. Our company is a big U.S. made in the USA company. We're very passionate about that, and we, you know, we're very proud of the fact that we um, create a lot of jobs in the USA, and um, and then the. Um, product is a hundred percent guaranteed um, for basic for five years. Wow. No fear warranty. That's awesome. So you can't get that anywhere. And the 20 million sold uh, Lou that you referred to, you know, it's, yeah, it's great. You you know, you pat yourself on the back, but that's not really even it's not, not even why I ever tell people it's 20 million. It's 20 million sold because the product really solves a problem. Yeah. That's, the real testimony to that to that number yeah. is that if it didn't work, you, people wouldn't buy it and keep buying it. They wouldn't tell their friends. And that's the real testimony to how good this product is and what a problem it solves. Yeah. It's a very uh, simple concept, right? Create something that people want and it works and you'll sell it and people will be happy. It's, I mean, it's uh, I, 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 I love that you keep that attitude about that, which is, which is great. All right. We're, where do people, uh, Brian, where do people find uh, the uh, Twist and Seal products? Go to Home Depot. They're in, we're in every single Home Depot across the country. All of, all of our products are there. Um, there's one more product. We have the Cord Dome, which handles numerous and uh, multiple cord, uh, cord connections of various sizes and shapes, including your uh, cord strips. So Home Depot. Go to your local Home Depot, and you can find all of our products right there. Brian Nooner is the inventor of Twist and Seal. It is your go-to product this holiday season and on the job site. In particular, I like that whole RV uh, application, too, when you're, we get a lot of people heading down uh, to the warmer weather with their RVs, and uh, that's definitely something they should check it out. Brian, thanks so much for taking the time this morning. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Lou. Appreciate it. Listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, 857-5574. Lou, don't go away. We'll be right back. Happy holidays from all of us at WGN to all of you. Christmas is WGN. GNR Heating and Air presents the story of the husband who tried to fix his own furnace. Hi, honey, it's me. I took the day off to fix our heater. Me again. Have you seen our toolbox? LOL. That's right. We don't have a toolbox. Me again. I think I can improvise with the butter knife. My hair's caught on fire. 
Sad face. Don't take chances. You'll still be the hero when you contact the HVAC experts at GNR Heating and Air. 224-419-5324 and ask about the GNR $79 early bird furnace tune-up special. Get more for your Medicare dollar, Chicago, with a $0 premium Medicare Advantage plan from United Healthcare. With a United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plan, it's easier than ever to get more for your Medicare dollar, including better than ever dental, vision, over the counter, and prescription drug coverage. Take advantage. Call United Healthcare today at 1 888 Call UHC. That's 1 888 Call UHC. Benefits, features, and/or devices vary by plan and area. Limitations and exclusions apply. Listen up. If you have a DIYer in your life, this one makes a great holiday gift. The Rhino Cart All-Terrain Mover. It's a next-generation moving dolly that makes it easy to roll over thresholds and uneven surfaces while carrying heavy loads. If you've ever moved, then you know that a traditional furniture dolly gets stuck on just about anything. Not the Rhino Cart. It's great for moving appliances, furniture, filing cabinets, large tools, gun safes, or building materials. It's incredibly versatile. The telescoping frame allows you to adjust the moving surface from 6 to 46 inches. Use it at home, on a job site, or in a warehouse. Jump on Amazon and search for Rhino Cart. You'll find over 700 reviews from people who are using Rhino Cart to make moving easier. Rhino Cart is built to be tough, ready to carry over 2,000 pounds, and made in the good old USA. So go ahead, load up. Rhino Cart can handle it. Find it on Amazon or at rhinocart.com. At American Sale, we're known for having the largest selection of Christmas trees and decor. Stroll through our Christmas forest and choose from hundreds of trees ready to take home. Shop thousands of holiday decor items in our Christmas market. And right now, during our Home for the Holidays sales event, you can save up to 70% and get 0% financing for 60 months. Get great deals on a new hot tub, pool table, trampoline, and more. And always get our lowest price. American Sale, helping you bring the fun home. Hey, I want to, uh, uh, before I read my Toro commercial, uh, you know, we're going to do a last call uh, coming up. And um, if you're our last caller, and I want you to please be able to use these, but a fa- our last caller today is going to win a family four-pack of tickets to that Lake Geneva cruise line, you know, the Santa Cruz that I just spoke of, which is so much fun. You can enjoy the holiday lights on a magical cruise of Santa's secret hideaway. Book your tickets at SantaCruzLakeGeneva.com. So if you can use these, if you've got some grandkids or little kids, uh, be our last caller at 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. You know, let Lindsay know that you can uh, use it and... um, You'll be our last caller, and we'll answer. Is that Pat? Our is Pat? Our Pat, Pat. is Pat. You're gonna uh, don't hang up on us, Pat, because we're gonna get your information because we're gonna send you that uh, Santa Cruz family four pack, uh, the Lake Geneva cruise. If people Great. would like to attend, go to SantaCruzLakeGeneva.com. How can I help you this morning? Oh, Lou, I hope you can. Um, we have furnace ducts that are making noise, like, and the colder it gets, it happened last year. Now it's starting up again, and I just had our furnace serviced, and the guy told me, he says, well, your ducts are close to, exceptionally close to the floor. There's nothing you can do. <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, you're sleeping, and as, you know, the furnace kicks off, and it's all over randomly. I can't even tell you a certain spot, and they'll just bong. It's like, and it'll start, you know, I mean, if you're sleeping, it could um, sometimes wake you up because it's all over in the bedrooms, out here in the in the living area, and I, I was wondering if you 
come up. Our last house had the, you know, insulation tape on it, and I asked the guy about that. He said, no, it wouldn't work here because of this. So I'm, I have hope that you could maybe help us. So when the furnace kicks on, you're just getting a, like a banging sound? Yeah, like a one bong, like it'll bong. And then sometimes when it shuts off, it'll, it'll do that as well. But that's not anything to do with the ductwork. That's something Isn't to do it? with well. That's something to do with the furnace itself. Well, we had the service. It's fur. It's great. He said it's great, and he told us it's like it cools. He's saying that it's the the metal. It's like cool. I don't know. He said okay, but now okay. So I'll buy into a little bit of that. But when it kicks on. It doesn't happen. It doesn't make a bong right when it kicks on. I think it's, it's like after it's, a little bit. It's more cooling, cooling, Lou. I probably said that wrong. It's more cooling as it's cooling off. off. Okay. Yes. Now, when you look at your furnace, where is it in a mechanical room or is it in the basement? Basement. Okay. And so, to the best of your knowledge, so it's sitting on the basement floor and it's blowing up. Yes. Okay. Now. And there are registers down there, and we thought maybe. You know, the, the basement was too cold or something, so my husband opened the registers we did have down there. He opened those up, right. thinking maybe the warmer the base, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be such a shock. <laughs> but when you, and you know? the, and you can see most of the ductwork in the basement as you move around? Yes. But you... We, it's not finished at all. No finished basement. It's all open. Right, yes. right. Okay, and you can't determine exactly where it is, right? What do you mean the bongs are coming? Yeah, from? yeah, yeah. No, it's all like sometimes it'll be out here in the living room, the foyer, right. and it could be in the bedroom. All right, so here's what I here's what I want you to try. Okay. okay. So you know the main trunk line that comes off of the furnace. Yes. And then it leads to um the little side trunk thing. Correct. Okay. So yes. You're getting some kind of popping, you know, with the metal. And one way you can test this out is if you can get, have your, you or your husband go get a two by two, an eight foot long two by two. Okay. And then measure from the floor to the center of the ductwork, what the dimension is from the floor to the bottom of the ductwork. Okay. And then cut that board a half an inch longer. And then you're going to wedge it from the ground to the middle of the ductwork and kind of push it to hold the metal in place. Okay. So come off the come off of the furnace. You know the first section. Try it there. Mm -hmm. See if it stops. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, Mm -hmm. keep moving it until you find the spot. Then if you find the spot, then you're going to take a board and you're going to put like a cleat in between the joist work and a shim. To hold the metal from expanding and contracting. That makes sense? Yes. Yes, it does. All right. Do do me a favor. I want you to hold on a second. Okay. Don't go anywhere. We're going to put you right there so we can uh, get a hold of you information so we can send it out to you so you have it. Thank you so much for the phone call. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.